Blog Talk Radio. What if? What if you had a friend who died without knowing Jesus as their personal Savior? What if he or she went to hell? What if one day you received a letter in the mail from beyond? A letter from hell. A letter from your friend in the flames of eternal torment. The following is a dramatic presentation. It was written by a fictitious high school student named Josh to a friend named Zach. Although Zach had every opportunity to tell Josh about Jesus, he didn't. They were best friends. They played soccer together, they went to classes together, they partied together, they shared their lives with each other. But there was one thing Zach held back from Josh. His personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The rest of the story is simple and sad. A few too many beers. A tragic drive home. A crash. A death. A funeral. A letter. Here is that letter in its entirety. A letter from hell. Dear Zach, I died today. It's a lot different than I expected. You see, I always thought dying would bring me into a world that's foggy and hazy. But this place is crystal clear. It's even more real than my life on Earth. I can think. I can talk. I can even feel. Right after the wreck, I could feel my spirit leaving my body. It was the weirdest thing, Zach. I thought I heard you screaming out to me, man. I must have been just imagining things. At first, I was just standing in line, getting registered, I guess. They asked me for my name and began to look in this thing they called the Book of Life. I guess they couldn't find it, though, because this huge angel standing next to me grabbed me by the arm and started dragging me away. I was terrified. I had no idea what was going on. I asked the angel where he was taking me. But he didn't answer. So I asked him again. Finally, he told me that only those whose names were written in the book of life could enter into heaven. And the rest would be condemned to hell forever. And I was scared. The angel threw me into some kind of holding cell where I've been sitting and thinking for a long, long time. Do you want to know what I've been thinking about? I've been thinking about you. Zach, you're a Christian. You told me so yourself. I mean, we talked about it three different times today. Kelly brought it up, and you laughed it off. Coach Adams brought it up, and you changed the subject. I mean, it came up right before the wreck. Well, the question I can't get out of my mind is this, Zach. Why haven't you ever told me about how to become a Christian? I mean, you say you're my friend. But if you really were, you would have told me about this Jesus. And told me how to escape this terrible place that I'm headed for. Oh, 
I can feel out. my heart pounding in my chest. The angels who have been chosen to cast me into hell are coming down the hallway. I can hear their footsteps. I've heard of this hell, Zach. They call it the lake of fire. I can't stand it, Zach. I'm terrified. No, the angels are at the door. Oh, no. No! They're coming in, and they're pointing at me. They're grabbing me and carrying me out of the room. I can already smell the burning sulfur and brimstone. I can see the edge of the cliff where hell burns. This is it. I am without hope. We're coming closer, closer, closer. My heart is bursting with fear. They're holding me over the flames. I'm damned forever. This is it. They have thrown me in. Fire. Pain. Hell. Why, Zach? Why didn't you ever tell me about Jesus? Signed, your friend, Josh. P.S. Wish you were here. Wish you were here. Wish you were here. Wish you were here. bother me with souls to save. I have my own agenda. There's school to do, sports to play, important stuff to attend to. Don't bother me with my friend at work. He's got his own religion. I don't have time to change his mind. He'll make his own decision. Don't bother me with that little girl, the girl playing in the street. She's much too young to understand that the Savior she can meet. Don't bother me with the sounds I hear, the sounds of people shrieking. Although I wonder who they are, who are these victims screaming? Don't bother me with who they are, I really don't want the blame. Because it's my friend at work and that little girl who from hell scream out my name. But don't bother me. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Reaching Out Radio International. My name is Cody Hartline, and I'm your host for tonight. And just really just glad to be back on here. It's been quite a while since I've been uh, invited to come back on. It. I think it's just the right time and everything to come back on here and, and to share the, uh, some, some praise and worship with you tonight and share the, the Word of God tonight. I'm so glad and so blessed that. Uh, that uh, the host Montel has invited me, and uh, very uh, thankful for her, and uh, just grateful to be back on here again, and uh, just looking forward to seeing what God's got to do tonight. Amen. Looking forward to praise and worship. Looking forward to the word being preached tonight. You know, there doesn't like like to be, be coming in to, with fellowship with one another to to, to 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 praise and worship to hear the word of God being preached. I'm telling you, people, if, if there's ever a time. And we're seeing the, the, the end times right now being fulfilled. We're seeing things uh, come about in this world like we've never seen before. And if, there, if there's ever a time that we need to come together as the church to fellowship with one another, to lift up each other, to, 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 to help one another, it's right now. 
We need to be in fellowship with one another and lift each other up today because the, our time is drawing near. But the Bible says to look up for your redemption draws nigh. And that's what we got to do today. We've got to look up because, because we know today that Jesus is coming back real soon. He's coming back after his bride. He's coming back after a church without spot and without blemish. And I would say today, I've heard that opening before so many times, and it never gets old to me because I hear that, that, that I hear the words about you know the the, the friend who who said well, you're a Christian. Why don't you tell me about Jesus? Why don't you tell me about hell? And that's the that's the reality of a lot of the church today. A lot of people don't tell that that, that there's the reality of hell of a heaven and a real hell today. And you know, we need to be to be witnesses and be lying and be salt of the earth and go out and tell people about Jesus today. The Bible says a hell of Lord himself daily. That's exactly what it, it, what it is. A hell of Lord is the Lord himself daily. People are going to hell by the minute today. And, when, and we've got to be able to be a witness, uh, but, uh, be a servant, go out and tell them. Tell them about, about a man named Jesus that died on the cross for their sin, that, that he rose again on the third day. And we've got to tell them that we don't want you to end up in hell, but the hell is a reality today. And I hear that, and it, gives, it just gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. Praise the Lord. It just gives you, it gives you goosebumps because it's just reality. And, and, and it's an eye-opener. And, and it, it shakes you up a little bit inside because it makes you realize that, that, that we're, the, the path that we're walking on today, it is not a, a wide and broad way. It's a straight and narrow way. It's a straight and narrow way that we have to walk today. Holiness is doing right, people. It's still, holiness is, is, is the only way we can make it to, to, to the throne room of God today. It, it's the only way we're going to make it, make it to heaven today is by living right for him being saved, being born again. That's what message I want to get across the, to, tonight is that you must be born again. And uh, I hope to, to, to minister the word here in just a little while. We're going to go to the Lord of Prayer at fast, and I hope today that this message will touch your heart, and if there be any out there that uh, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then I pray today that this message will touch your heart and, and open your eyes, that maybe, your, maybe the scales will fall off your eyes. You know, this is a, uh, this is not a, a broad path. This is not a, a path that you can live how you want to live, but this is a path that you need to be, just to be born again and saved tonight. And uh, I pray that if there's any out there that's that's dealing with some uh, that's dealing with struggles, anything that there might be uh, that you're going through today, I, I'm here to tell you that there, I know a man that that can help you through every struggle, every trial, everything that you go through. There's there's no temptation that is ever taken man since that's common to man, but God has made a way that he he he's faithful to to deliver you out of it. He can he can take he can deliver you out of the bondage. And if that you're going through, he can take you out of, out of, out of, of all this depression that you've been, not been in through. You know, if you might be going through some marriage troubles, uh, financial troubles, whatever it might be, then I, I know that God is faithful. I know that he can meet your needs. I know that he can help you in whatever it is that, that you need help with. And but you've got to just call on him tonight. Call upon the Lord, and I know he is faithful to, to, to answer your prayer and to help you. He said that he would never leave you nor forsake you. So I pray today that if there's any out there that, that might be dealing with, dealing with some struggles or dealing with some things in their life, I want to encourage you to, to, to seek the Lord 
and call out to him and pray. He said that to ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knocking and shall be opened unto you. And anything, anything, anything that you desire and ask in prayer, it shall be done. By my Father which is in heaven. So let's go to the word of prayer at this time, and then we'll get on into some music, and then we're going, we're going to get into the word of God. Heavenly Father, we just come to you tonight, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, to minister the word, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, 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 just to be a light, Lord, and Lord, to those, Lord, that are lost, Lord, God, we just pray right now, Lord, you just use the word, this, this online radio, God, this, uh, this live broadcast, Lord, Lord, they might, might just touch the hearts and souls of the people, Lord, they might need to hear it, oh, God, we ask, Lord, that, Lord, just let this message will go forth, oh, Lord, you said, Lord, that your word will go forth. And covers that what you sin, O oh Lord. We just pray, Lord, that it just touch the hearts, Lord God, and open up the eyes and open up the blind, Lord. Open up those, Lord, who have scales upon their eyes, Lord, and they harden their hearts against you, O oh God. Lord, they might just touch them, Lord, and realize, Lord, that they need to be born again, they need to be saved, Lord, tonight. And I'll just pray, Lord God, that Lord, that there be any out there, Lord, they might be dealing with some struggles and things in their, their, their life, Lord, things, hardships, God, and things, Lord, they might be going through. I just pray, Lord God, to make the needs, Lord God, if there's any out there, Lord, that might be sick. And I just pray, God, Lord, to just touch their hand your hand and mercy, God, touch them. Lord God, we know, Lord, Lord that you're a healer, Lord, that you took that in those three nine spots, Lord, for us to be healed. And God, we just claim it right now, and we just praise you, Lord, for that healing right now, God, with your healing virtue, oh God, just go out. And God, just touch those, Lord, that might be sick tonight. Oh, God, I just pray, Lord, to make them whole again, Lord, just like you did the records, oh, God, you made them whole. And I just thank you and I just praise you, oh, God, for everything that you do, God. And, Lord, I just pray, God, that Lord, just anoint this message tonight, oh, God. Lord, I, I hold myself right now, God, Lord, it's not I, oh, Lord, Lord, but it's you, Lord. Lord, you must increase and I must decrease tonight. Oh, God, I just, and I, I just thank you and I just praise you for all that you do. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs> Oh, 
What is your life? It is even but a viper that that appeared for a little time and then vanished away. It's just like it just just like when you step out a candle. When when you light up a candle and and then you, you step that candle light off, that smoke's gonna rise up. It's just that 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 little vapor. That's it. That's your life today. It will appear for a little time and then it vanishes away. We're not promised tomorrow. There's no promise of tomorrow. Jesus said, said, said don't, don't take no thought of tomorrow, for, for tomorrow will take care of itself. Because, because there's no promise of tomorrow. We don't know from one night to, to the other what's going to happen. We don't know one day from another. We're not that you're going to wake up. You might be gone at this very moment. You might be gone in just an instant, in a, in a twinkling of an eye, you can be took from this earth. Every, every day that passes today could be your last day upon this earth. Have you considered this question today? Has it ever crossed your mind that if you was to die this very moment, where would you be? Has this ever come to your mind? Has this ever, have you ever pondered upon this thought today? Have you ever wondered today that if you was to die, where would you be? It's a simple question. It's not a hard question. You should be able to answer it because you should know whether or not today that you're, whether or not that you're truly saved. You should know, you should know today whether or not that you're living a life that's pleasing to God today. Have you ever wondered where you're going? Because death is sure today, and death is not the end. Just because you die upon this earth doesn't mean that's it. There's more coming because there is that. There is that judgment that's coming because your body goes to the ground, but your soul has a destination. And my friends, today, that destination is either heaven or it's hell. Hell is real. If there's a real heaven, there's a real hell today. Death, death is, is not the end today. There is a life beyond this earth. There is eternity beyond this earth. And I'm asking you today, have you considered your eternity today? You better consider your eternity. You better consider today where you might end up if you were to die at this very moment. Make your life sure. Make your eternity today sure. Some people have, have prepared themselves for death. See, the thing is, we prepare ourselves for death upon this earthly tabernacle. We suspect, we suspect this on our other tabernacle. We, we make these things come about. We, we make a wheel. We, we, we make a bucket list of things that you're always going to do. They gather all the family together for those life moments today. And they prepare so much for, for, for this earthly demise. They, they prepare and do all of the things that they want to do, these bucket lists, and they make the will, and they call their family, and they count the moles, and they count the seconds that they have left upon this earth, and how they make their eternity sure. Have you prepared for your eternity? Consider this today, this, this real life scenario. Two people will head down home from one on the on 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 Sunday afternoon. One was a born-again believer, just coming home from church, and the other was a sinner, headed to the lake and fishing with his buddies. The cell phone of the sinner rings, and he reaches over his cupboard to answer it, without paying attention to the four-way stop up ahead. The two end up colliding and have a fatal car crash, killing both men. One died ready, and the other died lost. One died being prepared for heaven, and the other died Going to hell. 
That's the reality of life. That's all that's all just some kind of fiction. We see it every day. We see these these accidents happening on on the road today. Have you ever have you ever considered today? Have you ever considered where your soul's gonna be? If you were there, put yourself in, in that driver's seat today. Which one are you? Which one are you? Are you the are you the born again believer that's ready? The Bible says this to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So which one are you? Put yourself in, in the driver's shoes. Are you the born again believer or are you the sinner? One was going to trust. He was he, he had been fed. He had been ready. He had been prepared that, that no matter no matter what happened to him, he was ready to go. And the other was going to fishing with his buddies. Didn't care about God. Didn't want to live for God. He wanted to live his life the way he wanted to live. One one departed this earth going to heaven, and one departed this earth going to hell. Put yourself in the driver's seat today. The fact is that if you face death today without being born again, you're going to end up in a very real hell. People say that hell is just nothing more than a bunch of fiction. There is no such thing as hell. I'm here to tell you today that when you get there, you'll be able to smell the sulfur. You're going to be able to feel the flames of hell licking on your skin today because you did not accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today. People don't like this don't, don't like hell far mission. They can't matter. Hell is real. People are mixed, mixed up these kind of things. Preaching that the hell ain't real. The hell is just just a just a figure of speech. That the hell is a grave. There's more to it too. The, the, the hell than just the grave. If hell which was just a grave, why did Jesus speak on it more than in heaven? He warned about it. I mean, I want you to get into something like this. In the book, the book of Luke, chapter sixteen. He gives, a, he gives a very real parable of the day of hell. I if I can find the right fire. Verse 19 starts. So a certain rich man was his clothed in, in purple and fine linen and fine instructions to the other day. There was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which lay at his gate full of swords, desired to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, bored with all his came and licked his swords. And it came to pass that the beggar died and, and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom, and the rich man also died and was buried. In hell, he lifted up his eyes, being tormented, and seeing Abraham fall off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, he may get the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that all in thy lifetime descendants done good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. Beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, for they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. And he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, and he might testify unto them, lest he also come to, to, to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham. If one went, if one went unto them from the dead, then they would repent. He said unto them, they would they would not hear if they would not hear Moses and the prophets, neither would they hear, neither would they be persuaded through one from rose from the dead. It's not a parable. That's just a parable. The one that Jesus used real name. 
He said, there was a man named Lazarus. Lazarus is a real name. It's not just a certain man. He used a real name there. What did you just say? Well, the water dies not, and the fire is not quenched. He used this. Jesus told about hell more than in heaven. He said in Mark 9, 24, Well, the water dies not, and the fire is not quenched. In Luke 12, 5, But I forewarn you, whom you shall fear, fear him, which after he hath killed, hath my power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto him, fear him. Matthew 25, 41. He shall say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you accursed, and the everlasting fire, the power of the devil and his angels. Matthew 13, 50. And he shall cast it into a forest of fire, there shall be willing and gnashing of teeth. It's real. If you deny that there's a real hell, you are calling Jesus, Jesus to pull that fire. Woe unto you. It's real. He's talking about it because he didn't want people to go there. You gotta understand tonight that, 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 that hell was the part of the devil and his angels, but because mankind fell and follows the ways of the devil, we're gonna end up there if you don't accept him as Lord and Savior today. They do have an evidence tonight that everybody that dies in hell found. We hear the funerals. These preachers want to push people in, in the heaven. Everybody goes to heaven. Everybody just goes back it on in. Man, it takes to be it takes being born again today. God is clear that only those that have been born again will enter the kingdom of God. Have you made heaven your home today? When Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, and he said, very, very, I say unto thee, and said, the man be born again, he, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You must be born again today. He said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You must believe on him today and call out to him and repent of all your sins today. Don't sit there and continue on in your sin. Don't deny him as Lord and Savior today. He's reaching his head of mercy for you today. He loves you today. And he, wants you, he wants you to be born again today. Because that's the only way today that you're going to make. He is the way, the truth, and the lie. You say, well, I'm spiritual. I'm spiritual. But being spiritual don't save you. And you say, I believe in God. Even the, even the devil believes in God in trouble. Even the, even the demons believe in God in trouble. Oh, yeah, if you believe in God, you, you, you say, I'm spiritual, but you ain't been born again. The truth is this tonight, but the blood must be applied. The blood must be applied to your life today. Are you fully dedicated? Are you fully surrendered? Are you fully sold out to him today? That's what it takes. Have you, have you been washed by his blood? Have you been cleansed from all your sins and cleansed from all unrighteousness? Have you been a man, a new creature in Christ today? Have you, have you made the choice today? Only you can choose, choose where you end up. One path will, will end up into an eternity of joy unspeakable, but the other will end up into a, an eternal life of torment. There are two roads you can follow today. One is the wide and broad road that leads to destruction, and one is the straight and narrow road that leads to life eternal. There's only two choices you can make. You you can't solve the fence today. He's not gonna make that, that that decision for you. If that were so, then then he would have the whole world saved. He would he would he would, he would desire that the whole world would be saved. He said that we would just, that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But mankind has free will today. You have you have you have to make that choice. People want to have a a, a religion. 
but not a relationship with Christ. They pretend to be right with God. You know, teaching, there's, there's a lot of Pharisee hypocrites and kind of, kind of got a cushion today that they, 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 they think that they have a relationship, a relationship with God. They act religious. They go to church and, and then the business put on a big old show. But, but when you go home with them on a Monday, when you see them on a Tuesday, when you go when you go to the senior store on a Wednesday, they're right. They, 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 they are living. They're not what, 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 what God says today. They're living a hypocritical life. They're still they're doing the things they have in the world, acting like the world, talking like the world, cooking, carrying on, shacking up, fornicating, smoking, and drinking, doing all the things out here in the world, but they still ain't being concentrated and sanctified in the blood of Jesus today. You can't be religious. People only go to church on Easter Sunday. But I don't think you say today. They know the truth, but yet they, they, they deny in practice. You go to church, you sit in the pews, and you sing in the choir, but you're still flat out lost today. Just going to, going to church don't make you a Christian. You can you can go to church, and I believe in going to church. I believe in not forsaking the fellowship together, the the, the symbol of themselves together. But you can go to church, and you can, and you, but it don't make you a Christian. What what makes you a Christian is, is that you hit your knees and repent today, that you hit your knees and give your life to Christ today. That's what matters today. It's not because the preacher says that you're saved. The preacher can say, well, and a lot of people, they, 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 they lift up their arms and say, and the preacher says, well, you're saved. No. You've got to be willing to give it all up today. You've got to be willing to give up the world and give up your sin and be willing to repent and give it all to him and live your life for him today. It's not by repeat prayer. It's not, but it's not. I follow after me, and I follow God. And you know that's that that that's just you know people you know, repeat the priors or whatever. But do you mean it? Do you mean it from your heart? You can repeat it all day long, but you got to mean it from your heart today. It's more than just a say after me prayer. I can't save you today. I'm a nobody. I'm just a man. I'm just flesh and bone. I can't save you, but I know a man who can. I know that the day that, that Jesus can save you. Man cannot dictate your salvation. And that's a cut between you and God and not a third party. You, you cannot go today to a man sitting in a booth and ask to be forgiven. He, you can't go to a booth and say so many Hail Marys, so many Our Fathers, and get saved today. And the man, man, that booth can't save you. He can't take the place of Jesus today. He can't shed the old son of Mahaya. He can't say he did not die on the cross to, to shed his blood. And his blood is not no more. It's not righteous. It's not pure enough. And we're going to come even God says that there's the whole of the love of God that takes away the sin from the world. Only
today. You're saved by grace through faith. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, for, for grace are ye saved through faith, and not of yourselves is a gift of, gift of God, not of works that any man should boast. You're not saved today by no good works, but we have good works because we are saved today. But it's not by the works. You can't do something to, 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 to earn your salvation today. You, you can't go and give, give a charity and be kind and generous and then say, well, God's going to have to get a pity on me because, because I'm this good guy or because I don't deserve hell. You, you must be born again today. Christ didn't deserve to be, to be whipped and beaten and nailed to the cross, but he did it for you because he loved you. He loved you more than anything else. And today he does love you, and today he does, he does not want to see you end up in a very real hell. And he wants you to repent today. He wants you to, to come to him today and give your, give your, your entire life to him. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, and whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. People procrastinate on getting saved. Procrastination today. Don't, don't wait on, on it. The Bible says, says, says that, that today is the day of salvation. He said, I have suckered thee and I've heard thee in the time of sifting. Behold, now is the, is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, not next year, but right now, today. Don't, don't procrastinate. They, 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 they say, I'll do it later. I'll put it off. How many days can you go knowing that each day that passes could be your life? When this is our friend, today you're walking on a thin line of danger. You're, this, 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 I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to procrastinate. I'm going to wait until the life more to be saved. Today, that is a thin lie to hell because you don't know the last day. You don't know the day that you might die because you might be in an accident. You might be out there on the street. Somebody can pull a gun on you and shoot you dead. You might be you might be driving wrong. Somebody hits you in the car. You don't know what's going to happen to you day from day. You better make sure today that your eternity is sure. We have no promise of tomorrow. People want to live how they want to live and sin, and then 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 they want to repent on, on their deathbed. That uh, it's called deathbed confession. I I would not base a, a lot of things on, on deathbed confession. I would not wait until the last part of my life to to, to give my life to Christ today. That that is very dangerous. That is a very dangerous thing to do. What if what if you were in a situation that you're no longer speaking, no longer cry out? Then what? What are you going to do then? People say, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in a hell. All this stuff that you've been preaching tonight is all about the fairy tales. I'm here to tell you this right now. The moment, the moment, the moment that you take your life's bread. All these fairy tales are going to become reality. The moment that you take your life's breath, you're going to realize that hell is real today. You're going to regret not putting your faith in God. The Bible says, 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 says that the fool sits in his heart that there is no God. Don't be a fool today. Don't, don't wait until the last minute. Don't, don't, don't say, well, this is all a bunch of garbage and nonsense. I don't believe what you're saying. When, when, when you die, you got to find out this is reality. I'm going, to, I'm going to propose this question to you today as well. Would you rather jump off a building knowing today that there's a safety net there to catch you before you hit the ground, or would you rather jump off not having a safety net to catch you? I would rather die knowing today that there is a God who loved me and a God 
that sent his son to die on the cross for me, that I might be saved rather than to jump off a jump off that building and live my life how I wanted to live and die and go to hell. You saved today, but you serve Allah, you serve Buddha, you serve Muhammad. There is no other God besides the God of Abraham and Jacob and Isaac. There is no other God before me. God even said he'll leave it, even himself. But there is no other God before me. He even said in a commandment that there is no other God before me. Allah didn't die for you. Buddha didn't die for you. Muhammad didn't die for you. Jesus Christ died for you today. He has put aside your other so-called God. Because there's only one true God today. Was their blood righteous? Did they die for you? Did they shed, did they shed their blood for your sins? Your God didn't die and rose up again on the fourth day. You say today that, that if you die, that you'd reincarnate, you, you, you would reincarnate. If that were true, that, that, that would make you a temporary being. That means today that if you die over and over, you would have, you would have to suffer death, pain, pain, sadness. And, and you you just literally, you would die over and over and over. That sin of death would be over and over and over and over. You would never get past that cycle. But, but there's, no, there's no such thing as reincarnation. There's, just, there's no, no, no such thing that you're going to come back as a, as a bug or, as, or, or as a, an animal or as another human being. You will have to die over and over and over and experience sadness, pain, and everything else for the rest of your eternity. That is not true. My God is the, is the, is the true God, the maker of heaven and earth. He, he, he was there before time existed. And because of his love and mercy, he sent his son to die on the cross for me. That if I believe in him, I shall never perish. And I shall have eternal life through him. What does your God offer? What does your God offer? Eternity of being reincarnated back over and over and over as a bug, a bird that can get stoned, a butterfly that can get eaten. Really? You say today that there's multiple, that there's multiple ways to heaven. Even, even, even certain celebrities have even mentioned that there's only, that there, that there's multiple ways to heaven, that there's multiple gates, I guess you might say, or, or multiple ways to get there. But, but the Bible says today that he is the way, the truth, and the life, that no man comes to the Father except by him. That's John 14 6. There's only one way today to heaven, and that's through, yeah, that's through Jesus Christ today. People think they can live how they want to live and can continue to be saved. Paul said in Romans 6, 1 through 2, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live there any longer therein? You cannot continue today just to call yourself a Christian and continue to just keep sin over and over and over and over. Now, I know, I know people have to have struggles, things that they go through, but it doesn't give you a license to keep sin over and over and over. The Bible says that you must be holy for he is holy. Holy is still right. People don't watch the word holy. They don't want, they don't want to live holy. They, 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 they still want to live holy. And that's the problem with the modern day church today. But they all still want to live holy, still dress holy, still talk holy, still act holy, and still talk to other Christians. How far the hell do you get? How far, how far from hell can you get? 
What what a what a fighting boy your skin. If you continue to own in your unrighteousness, if you continue on your sin, my friends, you're gonna be in hell. Because the Bible says this in First Corinthians six nine to do ten. No, you not. But the unrighteous not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. And neither fornicators, nor auditors, nor adulterers, nor offended, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. No, the Bible says that, that no, nothing shall enter into it, anything that defileth or maketh the lie, but they which are written in the last book of life. That is the, 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 the whole thing of it right there. You must be written a little book of life today. You cannot continue on in your sin like grace man about it and to, to abuse grace and, and to live worldly and, and to just, just to continue on being, being a, uh, the same thing as the world. You must come out from among the world and be therefore separate. You cannot, you cannot continue in sin to make the heaven. Paul says that you can live, live your life in habitual sin. I mean, habitual sin. I mean, I mean continuous sin. And live how you want to, and then you want to still make it to heaven. That that person is making you straight to hell. Just because you say that you were saved some number of years ago, does not give you a excuse to keep sinning. You're using grace as, 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 as a license to keep sinning. You cannot serve God and serve the devil at the same time. And so it's either one or the other. When you were saved, you pledged God. You pledged to Him that you would serve Him and only Him. That means living in obedience to his will and walking in, in, in the way that he walks and, and to read his word daily, to continue on and, and be committed in him. You are married to the Lord. You can't be married to the Lord and cheat on him with the devil. To say that you're redeemed by his blood, yet, yet you willfully and eventually continue to sin means that you're in bondage to sin. People want to live that worldly life so instead of living that, that godly life. And then they expect to make it to heaven when they die. You are fence traveling. There's a lot of fence travelers today. I'm sorry to say it, but, but you want to straddle the fence between heaven and hell. Because if you're a Christian today and you profess to be one, you need, you need to, to, to make sure that your life lines up with what the Word of God says. Don't straddle the fence today because the devil owns the fence. Maybe you backsitting on God. Maybe you fell back on on him, and you went back into the world, and you say that I've done so much wrong today that he will not forgive me. I'm here to tell you that his grace is, is sufficient for you today. He wants you to come home. Is that just like that, that that prodigal son today? He wants you to come back home. He wants you to to to, to come back to him and repent. It's time to come home. It's time to come home, sinners. It's time to come home, backslidden. Come home to him. Put aside your pride. Put aside your heart. I know people hurt you. I know people might have hurt you or maybe you have too much hurt inside, maybe too much pride in that you say that I've done so much I can't come. But I'm that his hand of mercy is reaching out for you today. He, he wants you to take his hand. He wants you to come to him and come to the cross today. Can you say today, without a shadow of a doubt, that if you took your last breath, that you make heaven your home? Do you have that blessed assurance today? He can, he can give you that blessed assurance today that, 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 that you'll know without a shadow of a doubt that you're saved today. You'll know for a fact today that if you took your last breath, you'll be, you would die with a smile on your face. Why? Because you made Jesus the Lord of your life today. Examine your life today. 
I want you, Paul said, to, to examine yourself to see if you, if you be in the faith. Is there anything today that will keep you from, from coming to the Lord? Is there anything today that you've done that displeases God? Is there any sin? Is there any unforgiveness? Is there any bitterness? Is there any strife? Is there any gossip? Is there any slander, any hate, any malice, any worldliness, any double-mindedness, any auditory, any spiritualism, or, back, or even just being backslidden? People who die know to make arrangements. They, they, they know what to do before they die and to make the arrangements. You should, be, you should be making your arrangements today. Make your arrangements for your soul today. Make sure that when you die that, that, that you will not go to hell. I'm trying to tell you today and I'm begging you, don't end up in hell today. You don't have to end up in hell because there are several that died on the cross that loves you and he wants to save you today. But you're going to have to, to let go of everything that's in your life. Unforgiveness and strife and hate and malice and unforgiveness. All of us are in this uh, this worldliness and double mindedness and out of tree and, and, and all these things that you've done. Just, just come to Him. The prodigal son come back to the father. And the father did, didn't cast him aside. The father didn't look down on him. The father reached out with open arms toward him. And that's what the Lord is doing today for you. He's reaching out His arms for you today. Can you answer the question today? If you were to die today, where would you be? I want you to think about this message tonight. I want you to really wait upon your heart and purpose it in your heart that today that you don't have to die lost. If there's any semi-voice to them tonight that you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, there's a scripture I'm going to give you. I got, I got it right here, wrote down in context. In Romans 10, 9 through 10, that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I friend, all you have to do today is cry to God. And there's no special way that I could pray with you. I can just tell you a simple way of, basically, basically a way of doing it. But I cannot pray this prayer for you. You have to pray it yourself. You have to be. You have to want to be saved today. You have to be willing to give it all up, put aside the worldliness, put aside the sin, put aside everything else, and follow Jesus today. Confess with your mouth all of your sins. You say, "I'm a sinner." You confess, "What I'm a sinner. I sin against you, and you ask Him to forgive you of all your sins." And to come in that heart, take out that old stony heart, put in that heart of flesh to save you. Cry out to him today. Be born again. Ask you to say, Lord, I want to be born again. I want to be saved today. When you pray a prayer for salvation, I know for a fact he will show up. He will save your life. And you'll see a change instantly. You'll know it. Because those old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new today. And you begin, my friends, begin to walk in the, in the newness of life today. And I, uh, again, I, uh, I just want to thank uh, Sister Montel for inviting me on tonight. And I hope that you enjoyed this broadcast. I certainly did. And uh, I, I always enjoy ministering the Word. And I hope that, that some things that uh, I might have said, or even just, just the music itself, might have blessed you. I hope that something that have blessed you. And uh, always take 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 hold of the need of God. You know, don't 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 just just 
chest that plate aside and say, I, I, I'm too full. I, I, I don't want to be fed no more. Well, I, you know, I hope that you got full tonight, full, full of that word tonight, and I hope that you take, 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 take that, and that message to heart today and know today that, that Jesus loves you. And uh, I just want to say be blessed, and uh, God bless everyone that, that, that listened tonight. And uh, just read, just uh, enjoy tonight's broadcast. Amen. Well, my name is Coey Hartline, and uh, I'm going to sign off from, from, uh, now. And uh, everyone, just be blessed and have a good night, and God bless you.